Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown, where we love to talk about the hot topics of last week's WWE programming. I am your host, John Hoppy, alongside next to me, Mr. William. How are you doing? I'm exhausted and it's extremely hot outside. I don't know if we dare complain about the heat compared to one of our other co hosts. I dare. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, otherwise, yeah, that's it. You're just tired and hot. Uh, do you do you know how busy I've been lately? So everything's just kind of crazy. It's oh. kind of kind of nice to just sit down for a minute. Yes, sir. And that's why we love to come here every Sunday afternoon and talk about the things we love to watch here. We also have Carlos with us. Carlos, how you doing? I'm good, guys. Good to be back. Happy Sunday, everybody. Are you feeling the power of Hulkamania running wild on you? <laughs> <laughs> You just had to rub that in our face with your recent tweet with Hulk Hogan, didn't you? I, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, congratulations to you on that tweet. That's a hell of a impressions you got on that one. Yeah, it just goes good or bad. He's still very relevant in today's wrestling <laughs> Twitter. Well, it's like what uh, Paul Heyman says. Do you find good guys interesting or the bad guys interesting? We just kind of see there based off the general reaction from the internet wrestling community haven't we oh yeah but it's but again it's also just one of those things where like as i was talking to a mad scientist about it and it's just like one of those things where it's like people still like those people that are like hulkamaniacs so the day they die they don't want to see that bad side and they're going to defend him until the very end you know so it was interesting like i didn't think about you know like i mean i thought about the gawker thing but i didn't think about the whole you know black community thing and then i was like oh yeah wow okay they're coming for him <laughs> like all right <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, yeah. but yeah, but you know, and for me, like, you know, we all make mistakes and people, you know, he apologized for his stuff. I know like Mark Henry and Booker T defended him. So, um, again, it's just, it's just interesting. Like, you know, just to, you know, what people want to talk about, you know, so it was, a was it just definitely an enlightening, enlightening experience for sure to say the least. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of controversy surrounding what he's done. I mean, yeah. definitely on a morale standpoint, definitely not great. What he's what? done, for, what he's so, done for the wrestling business is phenomenal. Though you can't take that away, for sure. And, and to that point, I think it's definitely fair to judge that you can like a character and appreciate the character. And this is sometimes where you separate the real life from the character. Most definitely. And speaking on that point, that's our other co-host, Brian. Brian, how's it going today? It's going good, guys. I am excited to just put my phone down for a little bit and just talk with you guys about wrestling. So I'm ready. Awesome. And she's back. We have our lovely miss Heather. Heather, how you been? I've been okay. Just dealing with some health issues, trying to get some stuff done by stupid doctors, <laughs> but now hopefully I'll have some stuff done pretty soon. But yeah, I'm doing a little bit better today. Awesome. Glad to be back with y'all. Even just the little progress is better progress, right? Yeah. Trying to get just sore throat. That's one of my main things. It's like sore throat is just stupid. And like it's been trying to keep me from trying to talk a lot. So that's like that's one of the main problems. Well, we'll do our best and try to tone it down with the tribal chief and everything today. <laughs> I can't guarantee what Carlos will stir up, but you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is like like break glass go after Mexican. Is that his that his uh is that on his nose? <laughs> since we got Carlos and Brian's take on it, what's your thoughts of Hulk Hogan? Thoughts on Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I've I've never really thought about it. Like I've I've watched, you know. I went back and I watched a couple of the older WrestleManias because, you know, I didn't really get to watch them, uh, like, growing up or anything. And it's just watching his career and stuff. And I like his thing with the uh, Macho Man and um, dealing with Elizabeth and all that stuff. Like, I was just, uh, the things that happened and stuff. But, like, I like, you know, his career was, you know, awesome and everything. And the other night, y'all, you mentioned the Gawker thing. That, the, that whole thing came on TV the other night. It was rich and shameless. And I didn't remember any of that, I guess, because I really wasn't paying attention during that time or whatever. And I'm sitting here like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's been a good um, wrestler, like to keep in like the, the whole uh, thing, like the NWO and all that. I wasn't watching during that time period. Um, but but yeah, he's had a good career, but you know the good and the bad and everything. But yeah, you can't um, dispute that he's had an awesome career. For sure, um, you know, you can almost say that with any of the very top legends in the professional wrestling business. Many of them have had very big successes, but they also, you know, have real life outside the ring, and some of it's good. And some of it is really not great at all. And it's really hard to, because I, I have a, it's kind of like Vincent fan. I have a high respect for him as a businessman, but as for somebody on the morale level, it'll never be there. It's just, you, you learn all these things, especially the recent sexual allegations, you know, it kind of, it can really muddy your opinion of how they are especially if you can't differentiate personal and business from that standpoint. But I love that look you're giving me, William. <laughs> but You know, though, you make a point because, like, there's times where I wish, like, you remember when you were kids, right? And you just watched all this through kid goggles, and you didn't get into any of that other stuff on it. And sometimes it's like, man, I wish I could just lose myself into that kid mentality when I watch the product now. I know, you know, we've evolved past all that, but... It does make you appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, anyhow, uh, this week, William, let's start with you. How do you feel with this week's programming for WWE? Um, honestly, I'm going to give it a three out of five oh. out of ten. Oh, wow. William, bring in the heat already. <laughs> Look, there was there was some good points to it. Yes, but. For the most part, I, I found it to be really dull and boring. All right. Heather, how about you? Um, I've you know, with so much going on, I haven't like really like sat down, like totally just watched, watched, but like I've you know, watched it but like not <laughs> totally paid attention to bed. I mean, I thought it was okay. Like some of the matches, you know, were pretty good, but like total like just like give it an outright oh this was like totally awesome you know i can't really do that but um i just i'm gonna say probably about a five you know 
Because, I mean, I enjoyed some of it, but I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just getting so sick of the freaking Judgment Day. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh-oh. I, I think Carlos is going to get ready to launch. <laughs> you're talking about Dirty Dominic in that group. So. Oh, Carlos, what's your rebuttal to that? She, I mean, I, I, the thing that I, that I love about Heather, honestly, is, like, she um about her fandom is like she's honestly like that wrestling fan like that i she she hates the bad guys and she loves the good guys and and i and, I, and again i'm not gonna hate her for that i think it's i think it's cool that she like i appreciate that it reminds me of being a kid you know um because i love but I, I i love my hills you know um it is what it is i mean that's it wrestling's for everybody you know and you can if, they, if they're if she if she hates them that means they're doing their job so again i'm gonna take that as a compliment um, but overall, my, my, my views on the product, I, I thought Raw was the show of the week. I thought Raw was really good. Um, NXT was okay. SmackDown, I, I thought I didn't really – SmackDown to me, it was just I – I thought it was kind of shit, if I'm being honest. It's like um, they had good matches, but at the same time, it's like I thought – I don't know. Just a lot of – like Charlotte and EO bot, totally botched it, and I just expect better. Um, and it was good. It was good, but I just I'm I'm not happy with what they're doing with LA Knight. So I, I know we're going to talk about that, but um, I just feel like a lot of pointless matches going on. Just filler. Good filler, but filler. It was a, <laughs> a good filler. Well, it was it was good. The matches were like they had some entertaining matches, but they were but it was just filler. It wasn't right. anything good. Duds. Yeah. Stubbies or something like duds. That. That, that's <laughs> yeah. what I thought is duds. That's why I considered it to be boring this week. It's just there wasn't that much to it. All right, Brian. Yeah, I am. Um, for me, it was a kind of watch the highlights week, but I just, um, you know, haven't really been into the programming. I'm hoping I can like, you know, NXT uh, Great American Bash is next weekend, so I'm kind of hoping that I can get myself excited about that. I've went back and tried to watch some old great American bashes. Maybe I can do a comparison to it, but um, not that it's going to compete with the WCW days, but yeah, this week's just been kind of mid. I'm going to use the word mid. Ooh. <laughs> and speaking of mid, my apologies, because I did no midweek recaps and no end of the road results this week. Yeah. It was a shocker. I was a little busy this week. Had some big things going on at work. That's been, requiring my attention but we'll get back on to it this week so nice segue by the way yeah you, you know <laughs> thank you i i i love doing those at the midweek because one it kind of keeps me up to date and we don't have to add too much time to the recordings on that as well so um but while we get right into it let's start off with our very first hot topic for the week and this is going to pop carlos but make Heather threw like a damn it doll at us. So and I'm not even gonna touch it. <laughs> That's <Wow>. what she said. <laughs> and Carlos in there with his little immature segment of the day. <laughs> Says the guy who uses a monkey thing like through all his tweets when he's talking to us. Well, mainly just you. <laughs> Hi, Pot. This is Kettle. How are you? Yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> Well, I think everybody knows we love each other, so... But anyhow, yeah, let's talk about Dirty Dominic Mysterio becoming the new NXT North American champion. <laughs> Will's already throwing his hands in the air, waving like he just don't care. Sorry, terrible, terrible throw-in, but 
Yeah, like what Carlos just did there. Well, like it's so funny. Just real quick, so whenever whenever someone mentions Great American Bash, I I I automatically start singing PM Dawn's rap from Great American Bash. <laughs> oh, you mean it's uh-huh. the Great American Bash on pay per view? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yo baby, yo baby, yo yo. Ah, oh, God, that was so terrible. Nikita Koloff will be taken on Sting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on this, uh, Carlos? I, I, you know, I, you know, at first, because I, someone had corrected me, because you know, like the thing we've been talking about is the record books, and so I, I, I didn't think Dominic was going to win because I was like, because we talked before, like WWE's cleaning up their record books right now. But then when someone pointed out to me, oh no, Wesley has the record now, I'm like, oh yeah, Dominic's winning, <laughs> you know. So, uh, um, I think it's a good choice. I mean, if I mean the thing is, you know, sometimes. You know, us as fans, we get on our horses or we get on our things, but like, you can't deny that Judgment Day is not drawing right now. Um, the ratings for NXT were like their second highest of the year, only behind Seth Rollins defending the title. Some of their best ratings since 2021. So it's it's a win for me, and I think that it, it adds it adds it adds it adds a layer to the whole Judgment Day storyline as well because um, you know now Dominic has a title, now Rhea has a title. You know who's next, Seth or you know Seth or you know Seth or um Damian, and with you know with Seth fighting Roman, but Damian has the money in the bank. I think it just adds another layer to the whole Judgment Day storyline, and I think that's why they went with it. The one thing I wasn't happy for with this was Dominic defending the North American title on SmackDown because I'm I'm a big person that's in favor of the brand splits, and so I just didn't make no sense to me. Like, why is Dominic on SmackDown? I right know that really pissed me off. Um, but other than that, like again, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I'm happy for him. He yeah has in, does his in ring work does is he the smoothest in ring work in ring in ring in ring worker no but they can't deny the character work he's done and he's improved you know so reward him let's go let's go yeah. dirty dom the one thing that threw me off was why was Dominic and Rhea there I mean yeah there was that made no sense because NXT I, was like they should have said is it because NXT was there I accept yeah. that as an answer but they but they didn't even let us know why are they there that made no damn sense that pissed that really pissed me off. Well, and that's why I don't like the Brian splits because they never hold true to them ever. It just, yeah, it only lasts maybe a month or two, and then we're back to combining the brands again. And I get it if we're trying to help give NXT the rub, but don't have. NXT. But then say that. But then just say he's here because NXT is here. Like, yeah. like at least exactly. say it, mention it. You know. Yeah. Of course, your buddy Chad Frost had to get his appearance in there too, you know, to make. Of course, heck yeah! His birthday, this is birthday weekend. Happy birthday, Chad! <laughs> Thanks for the impressions. So why don't we go? Why don't we go to a polarizing response, Heather? What's your thoughts on your homeboy winning that championship? I was pissed. <laughs> no. I- yeah, I mean, especially because Rhea had to have him, like, can this asshole, like, win any matches by himself? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, she's always got to get involved, and it's just like what I said, he's a little whiny-ass mommy boy. I mean, like, dude, win some matches on your own, and, like, I, I mean, he, I was, like, looking down and looked up, and he won, I'm like, what the but, you know, I'm like, why? You know, why? Oh, my God. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I just totally lost it. I was like, no, no way. I mean, I'm telling you, I was pissed. I was like, this is ridiculous. Because I was like, because, you know, when I said in the group chat, you said, what, you know, what would you do if he won? I said, he better not. And then, damn, he won. I was like, man, I was pissed. 
I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I, you know, other people was talking about, well, he needs to be on NXT because he needs to work and on his his skills and this and that. Okay, but he's not going to be on NXT. You know, he's part of the Judgment Day. You know, and then y'all talking about the brand splits, and so that's what everybody is bitching about. Was they're like, oh, okay, um, there is no brand split because you know everybody keeps going back and forth and stuff. But no, I'm, I'm pissed. I, I I hate it. I no. I don't like it at all. Not one bit. Not one single teeny tiny bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I have to commend Heather's from having to drop an F bomb already. So you know. <laughs> uh, Brian, what's what's your reaction to Dominic? Well, well, my first reaction there to Heather's rant was I was doing the yes chant finger point the whole time. <laughs> so just want you guys to know that if I was on camera, I was like, yes, 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 go Heather, yes. Um, ultimately, um, yeah, I think that Dominic should just win all the NXT titles and become Kenny the Collector of NXT. Oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> Burn again, it I'm down. Like, I'm like, I just let him just run the house. He's the face that runs the place. And now him I'm and Rhea, him and Rhea could be tag champions. I see it. Yes. I mean, make him make him the first universal tag champion, solo tag champion. Um, now, in all seriousness, and to not, you know, make a mockery of it, two <laughs> thoughts. Um Thought number one, I am on the same page as you guys. I like the brand split if it works perfectly. I like old school black and white NXT. Everybody probably knows that about me. I like when it felt like its own brand, even though we all knew it was developmental. It was a really good developmental brand. Um, I, you know, never really liked, you know, the blurring of the lines between those brands. What I do like is um, I don't mind when they send guys down like Apollo Crews or Dolph Ziggler to run a program. I think that's perfectly fine to help develop those guys down there, to have some of your mid-card guys that aren't doing anything go down, show them a little love, work with them in a program. I think that's great for the future of those stars. But I'm not a fan of them down there winning the titles and then dragging them onto a SmackDown. Or, um, and I just think it waters it down. With all that being said, this is one of those exceptions that um, I do like Dominic winning the title. I don't want him dragging it all over the main roster too much um, or defending it on the main roster, but um, it gives him such good heel heat. And I was like, you know, I don't want to see this become a habit for the WWE to start making people go down there and win their titles down there and drag them everywhere. But I do like the idea of Dominique. I mean, if you can get people pissed off at you, do it. And he's one of those kind of rare characters where I'm just like, yeah, it's not a bad idea for the short term. Um, but I just don't want to see it to become a habit for the future, if that makes sense. It does completely. I mean, Dominic has taken this crowd reaction to the even more extreme every time he appears on TV and tries to get on the microphone and I actually think WWE made a right move putting a championship on him. I'm just not sure I would have went with the NXT a NXT championship, you know. Uh, it's it's mind-boggling at the moment. So, just one really quick one little thing and I I'm, I'm I, the one thing that did make me mad too about this was the fact that they made Solo give up the title when he won it. You know, he couldn't have it on the brand, but they let Dominic have it. That's the one thing I, that, again, just stay consistent, WWE. Well, the only thing I will say in fairness, storyline-wise, technically Solo was not supposed to be in that match. However, Dominic 
well, wasn't the storyline Dominic already set up the match the week before with Wesley? Yeah, but I so, mean, still. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one thing I'm going to combat against the IWC is that match was pre-planned where Solo was in a match that technically he was not supposed to be an option in that match. So I I have to kind the of... The ref still called the thing. I mean, come on. I know, but technically the commissioner, general manager, whoever is in charge is going to be the one that has to sanction that match. And Solo's match storyline-wise was not sanctioned where Dom's was. So I have to kind of defeat that ideal i'm sorry everybody but technicality technicality and i know you said you didn't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole is that still standing true will yeah it stands (laughs) (laughs) all right that that makes it easy to go into our next topic this one we're going from one mysterio to another um many you watch smackdown knows the second match with the Four-way match for the United States Championship Invitational. We saw Rey Mysterio defeat the likes of Cameron Grimes, <laughs> Sheamus, and I'm waiting for it from Carlos, L.A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> we now have next week on SmackDown two members of the LWO fighting each other to determine who's going to be the number one contender for Austin Theory's WWE United States Championship. And Carlos, why don't we start with you on this one? So I think on our group chat, you made, you you had mentioned the, uh, what's not on here, but is this the right choice? So the thing I don't like about this is like, as a Hispanic male, like, first of all, like, like seeing them kind of cater to the Hispanic community and bring back the LWO and everything else had me excited. Um, but I don't like, I just, I don't like, but I don't want to see them use as pawns. Not only that, like, is, like, are they, like, this makes me mad. Like we already, we already, we finally have something good. And is this match going to lead to a split up now? Is this match going to lead to Santos turning heel on Ray? And then the LWOs are going to go away. Like, can't we have something good for a while without having to break it up? Like, I just, I just think this is the wrong thing. I don't really like face versus face to be used a lot of times. I mean, give me a heel versus a face too. And to me, it's like, I just, I don't like, I don't like it when WWE doesn't get the fans that they want. LA Knight should have won. It should be LA Knight versus Santos Escobar. LA Knight should be a face and LA Knight should be the one defeating Austin Theory. And it's like something that the internet was saying, or I was already on the thing is like, LA Knight's going to get us pushed after SummerSlam. We've heard this, you know, he's going to get us pushed after Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank. It's like... And my thing too was like the one thing that got released and I don't know if it's WWE that released it. They said that he doesn't know how to politic backstage, but it's like, I'm so sick of just that old school mentality. And that's one thing, even when, when triple H took hello, Facebook users said, you know, good afternoon. That's the one thing when, when, um, when triple H took over, everyone's all excited. And for me, it was like, I, I am excited because triple H has more open to ideas and he, he does value pro wrestling more than Mystic man does, but he's still very old school in his way of thinking and, and if this is a kind of mentality that he's allowing backstage to be like, well, LA Knight doesn't know how to play politics. It's like, don't, don't fault a guy, help him. Like give the fans what they want. Like you don't get this every day. Like you've had so many things fall into your lap from, you know, Sammy, Sammy, you know, Sammy Zayn to the Cody Rose and LA Knight. And they just keep shitting it away because it doesn't fall into what they want. And it's like, that's not how you're going to, that's not how you're going to gain fans. And also like, 
playing into that is what's going to get your casual fans going. And if you want to play into casual fans, like reward them. Like I, I come from a little town of 7,000 people and some guy that I even know was a wrestling fan was wearing an LA night shirt at the gym the other day. Like this guy is over, like go with it already. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Brian. Um, I'm going to take a counterpoint here. I'm kind of glad that they're just going to keep him away from the, that title because the last person that was truly benefited from that title, I mean, who is it? You know, I mean, I know Kevin Owens did. I know, you know, John Cena made it a very relative title. You know, it didn't do anything really for Bobby Lashley. It didn't, you know, so there's just, you know, in a way this might be a good thing for him to not be thrown into that title. I don't know. Time will tell. But um, well, also- Will you mind if I interrupt you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think the last person I can really say come to mind but unfortunately, his character wasn't getting over as a face was Damian Priest. I think he made it a little more prestigious as far as how lengthy his run is, but his character wasn't interesting at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I was trying to think because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old school in the fact that, you know, I believe in the uh, the Bret Hart's with the IC title and the Shawn Michaels that build to become your future main eventers. And I, I'm having a hard time thinking of who is the last secondary title winner to be a future main eventer that wasn't already a main eventer that went back to that title. So, um, and then, you know, the other factor is, you know, you know, I don't know much about him backstage. Um, Carlos brings up an interesting point with the politics side, you know, and what does that actually mean though? Like, does that mean you're, you know, just an asshole and you don't say hi to anybody when you walk into work? Or does that mean that you um, generally, you know, just don't make the right friendships or, you know, so, I mean, I would be interested in the idea of what that technical statement means of they don't politic, you know, because I know um, that there's people I work with, if they don't speak, I don't know who they are. I don't know how to help them because I don't know who they are. And you got to make yourself known. If you walk in a room, you got to say hello. So, you know, I think that could be a thing. Um, and I think that's maybe how Vince or whoever is kind of making those influencing decisions you know, probably does expect people to approach and to uh, make their presence known. All right. Heather, do you have any thoughts? Um, I don't know. I just really don't see the point of those two going against each other for the title. Like, And then like Carly said, I hope it's not going to be where they're trying to split up the LWO because, I mean, they really just got together. Um, and I think that would be a really stupid thing. And I, I don't know, like, Somebody said that maybe this was like Ray's last chance at a title run or something like that. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, the whole LA night thing, I, he, everybody wants him to get his push, but they keep putting it off. But I mean, I really don't see the point of having Santos and Ray going against each other. I just really don't see the point of it. You, sir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I don't like what they're doing with this. Um, I, I think either way it turns out, you're going to see a hand-me-down for Austin Theory. And aside from that, as as Carlos mentioned, putting two faces against each other, especially it being a faction, it's, it's just not going to play well unless what they're getting at is maybe that's the start of Ray beginning to look at retirement. Yeah, wouldn't you want to see that though? Be I'd, done with Dominic though. I would. Yeah. Have the have the son kind of take over the or kind of 
succeed the legacy. It would it would make more sense. I just I don't like what they've done with this match. Yeah, I think if they're planning to do the betrayal, I think they're doing it way too early. I would have at least given the LWO a, a minimal of one year run. You know. Yeah, that that's the other thing that's irritating me is if they do split them up, it was a short run. I'd rather rather see like two three years out of these guys. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, the rest of the LWO is going to more than likely go heel because yeah. Rey Mysterio is just so beloved by the fans, you know. Mm-hmm. They tried to turn him heel in WCW, and it didn't work very well, you know. It just, it, it, he's kind of like on the level of Sting when it comes to, to being with the fans. When they tried to turn Sting heel, mm-hmm. fans didn't buy into it, and I think you're going to see the same problem. So, LWO ends up going back heel, but are they going to continue the LWO or are they going to go back as, you know, Legato del Fantasma? And I'd really rather just see that if they're they're playing at this. I'd rather see it go back to Legato. All right. Well, we uh, go right into our knock- next topic. Heather's ultimate favorite here. Woo! <laughs> no, that was Ric Flair. But anyways... <laughs> Let's talk about Jey Uso uh, going to battle with Roman Reigns here. Heather, what did you think of that segment that we saw on SmackDown there? Um, I thought it was awesome. Like, and the and the way that um, you know Roman stopped Solo from giving um, Jay the sm- the spike, uh, but then you know Jay ended up giving Solo the super kick. Several people are saying that Solo um, is like. He doesn't like the fact, you know, that Roman is showing Jay so much respect because Solo thinks the Heat and Solo has got seem to have gotten a taste of wanting to be the tribal chief, and that's making me think that somehow at SummerSlam he's going to end up turning on Roman, and which I'm already expecting some kind of bullshit with the match at SummerSlam that it's going to be, you know, in a disqualification or something, and. Which, you know, that way Roman is not going to lose his belt. You know, it's going to be some hanky-ass bullshit anyway. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's going to be something I'm thinking, like, maybe uh, Solo is going to end up turning on Roman or something like that. But, yeah, the statement on SmackDown, I, I thought it was, you know, it was pretty good. When, you know, they're going to have to do the, the tribal war or whatever, whatever they called it. Um, but, yeah, I just I thought it was an excellent segment. And just, I'm just so curious to see where it's going to go. And because I mean, I just don't see Roman losing his belt right now because everybody's hollering, you know, they think that they're holding out for Cody to get it. I'm just so, oh, I'm just so ready for Roman to get, get, quit sitting on the damn titles because he's not doing anything with them. All right, Brian. Um, I'm still into this feud as I always am. I am excited to see the work that they're going to do at SummerSlam. Uh, this has been three years in the making, right? And um, ultimately, I I don't think it's going to be the conclusion, obviously, kind of like I think what Heather just alluded to. I do believe that, you know, this is going to lead to waving out to Survivor Series in a War Games type effort. Um, it is interesting. You know, Solo is always the interesting factor. It feels like in the last year or so, you know, he just he's always been the one that we always kind of like keep an eye on. Um, ultimately, uh I don't know if he takes Roman's title. I won't be mad about it, but if he does, the one thing I would ask the WWE is please have a long-term booking plan for him. You know, don't just let him win the title 
And then we say, well, that's good. He's champion. I don't want him to ever risk being a transitional guy. Um, so please have a long-term plan for that. And maybe he needs to run the Samoan gauntlet. I don't know. But that's kind of my overall thoughts and going into the SummerSlam. Carlos? Um, I'm going to give a short and sweet on this one. I I, I just want to shout out uh, one of our, our a friend of the podcast, uh, Jeffrey from Mooncutters. You know, that's what I think when me and Brian are watching this, going is Jeffrey, he predicted back in – Royal Rumble that that uh, Jey Uso was going to be the guy to dethrone Roman. So for me, I'm just kind of watching to see if his prophecy is going to come true. Um, I thought it was good, and again, either I'm happy either way. I I just I like seeing Roman give give his family member the rub. It was a good segment to prolong the story, but nothing really new happened for me out of this. Hi, yeah, it was the one thing I'll say. Killer. <laughs> the one thing I'll say is that. <laughs> Over these three years, they've done an incredible acting job. So it's it has been interesting. But as I've said in previous weeks, I, I'm just kind of over the whole thing. You're, you're just totally done with it? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, whoever it was that nominated Ted the Hillbilly Hill or put Ted the Hillbilly Hill in the IMDB, they should have done that with this whole bloodline storyline with all of them. <laughs> but anyways... Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think this is a way to kind of keep it interesting, but this has got to be winding down to almost the final chapters of the Bloodline saga, period. Yeah, it's, it's it's just been too long for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's time to move on. You know, if this was back in the 80s, maybe early 90s era, it probably wouldn't be oh, so bad. That would have drove us nuts. Well, we were running around enjoying every last bit of it. Well, yeah, because you didn't have as many, you know, premium live events or pay-per-views back in the day, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it would have definitely spread out way too long for sure. But, no, I think this has been the best thing WWE has done for quite some time, probably since Austin McMahon, to be honest. Mm -hmm. They really have. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, I think I think this I think I can I catch you I think if they had Roman defending the title like at least like once every other month I think it would be I don't think it would be on its last legs but that's for me like when 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 he comes out and Michael Cole's touting Roman Reigns has been a champion for or 10 a thousand minutes of days and it's like that's what just takes me out of it because like yeah but he doesn't fucking defend the title he's only defended it on house shows and like he has since wrestlemania he hasn't defended the title at all on tv that's what takes me out of it right away like when i when i hear them trying to tout that he's the greatest wwe champion of ever it's like that's what these that's what makes the storyline not continue and if he was defending the title even a little bit it, it could have its legs but the fact that he doesn't defend the title is what takes you out of it in my opinion yeah oh. Yeah, I want to ask a real quick question to you guys because I'm curious on your thoughts. Um, do you think a lot of this is they're just trying to tread water and not drown until they can hope that The Rock can get involved? Do you think they're trying to just delay the story on purpose to try to fit that in? Or do you think that's not even a relative thing? Honestly, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't think ahead. it's relative. I don't think it's relative. I mean... I think they're getting a chance for the rock. I think, I think before, like before they, I think before last year, before Cody Rhodes came back, I think maybe they were doing that, but, but they were going to go with Cody originally. I thought I read somewhere and then they changed course. I just think it's about trying to have a modern champion and, you know, and, and just trying to like, you know, 
make make something new for the record books, but I don't I don't think that has anything to do with it anymore, if I'm being honest. Did you have any reaction to that, Heather? No, I don't because I don't even I don't even see Rock trying to even come back because he would he didn't even come back for his twenty five year uh reunion or celebration or whatever the hell it was. I don't even see him trying to come back at all. Did you? No, at this point, he's not that far off of having to be in a wheelchair, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm liking William today, by the way. (laughs) I was going to say, you both have like a kind of a bite situation there or what? Nope. You want honesty? Well, I was going to say, I'm going to have to change the new banner to say this is Carlos's and William's bad monkey nacho cheese popcorn take for the week. So you got to wait Monkey. I'm kind of with you guys though. I I think that the WWE is a little bit of a simp for the rock. And I think yeah. that they're like the dog sniffing for table scraps and anything he tosses down to them, I think they would gobble it up. But they, yeah. they, 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 they need to play hardball though. I feel, I feel like right now, especially with the actors strike, like now's the time be like, you know, either yeah. you come in right now, we're going to do this one last time, or it's time to go in the hall of fame and call it a day. Like they need to quit. Like I, I think you're right, Brian. They they keep holding out this hope, and it's like, oh, he'll come back. And it's like, you know what? He's a busy guy. Now's the time to do it. If he wants to come back, do it now. But it's like it's time to move on and let other people shine. And just and what you just said to there kind of takes me back to the LA night thing. I feel like he he's in a guy. That, you know, they're trying to get younger because that's just thing. They're trying to get older, so he might be a guy that's just in the wrong time. You know, because they are trying to get younger now too. But I think it's either time to now or never. I'm I'm over it too. I was I've always been a rock sim because he's one of those guys that I saw come up. You know, he was a low mid Carter to become a main eventer. But I don't want to keep holding things hostage anymore. It's time to move on. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. So um, why don't we just go ahead and <laughs> move on to the final topic for the day? And this one, I <laughs> I know we talked about it last week because it seems like it's a hot potato, but. Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, why do I have a question mark in that? My apology, folks. But, uh, yeah, I congratulations to the ladies for one. Um, although, I, the one thing I kind of hate is the title's been looked at as a hot potato. And I, I kind of get that with most of the IWC's reaction. I just hope finally we found a team that can make the championships relevant. If they haven't, I say it's just time to finally dump the damn championships. And why don't we start with uh, Brian on this take? I'm sorry. I nodded off for a minute. Were we talking about women's tag team championships? (laughs) Okay. My bad guys. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. You guys know where I am with it. It's uh, the titles haven't been relevant. I mean, that's great. You know, we keep kind of tossing things at different teams, hoping that it works, but I have lost interest in these titles. Um, I've tried to grasp onto and the, no, 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 this is going to work. This is going to be cool. They're going to have a UFC type team. They're going to have, and I'm just kind of like going to sit back and say, try to win me back over as a fan with these titles, please. So I'm not going to try to put as much effort into these titles as with my fandom. Right. And I kind of echo your statement. I think if, they were going to put the championships on Rhonda and Shayna. They should have done it much earlier and built that division around them. Now that with Rhonda Rousey's contract being rumored being a, a hard finish here, 
it sounds like it's supposed to be wrapping up right after SummerSlam if I'm if I'm reading it right. And yeah, I I'm just a little baffled. If that wasn't the case, they should have planned this way better ahead of time. Uh, Carlos, what's your take? I'm with you guys. I mean, you know, I think the thing is, as I feel like we're like all the stepchildren of WWE and like, we're all just like, can we get there? Can we get some love today, please? Like, I think, I think like, that's like, um, I think we keep, you know, like I've, I've said, but when he took over creative, I just thought the women's wrestling programming would be so much better, would get so much more love. And, and I've just been really disappointed with how he's allowed the women to be booked in general. Um, I, for me, like, again, I, I'm happy to see Chelsea and Sonya get the titles because to me, like, I think Chelsea has been amazing since she's come back. I love her work as a Karen. I think I love her talent. She's, you know, like, um, you know, who was it? Um, I think it might have been Road Doggers sharing with, I forget who was sharing the stories, but just talking about how she would, like, she would literally be texting Triple H or be in Mr. Man's office every day. When, when Triple H took back, when it took over back creative, you know, she said, um, I want my job back. You know, she's been, she's been going, she's been so proactive about her own career and that gives me, that makes me happy for her. And, and again, Sonya has been one of those people like her and Mandy should have won the tag team titles years back when they were, you know, um, fire and desire, you know, they, they should have been tag team champions a long time ago. So it's just kind of cool to see her get her flowers. So I'm, I'm happy for them. And again, I hold out hope that, you know, that they finally start going forward. They have, they have the women's tag teams in place, you know, if you're, if they're not, I don't see Chelsea or Sonya as, as a, a, anything more than a transitional women's champion that they ever did. So utilize them, right. And let, let them be tag teams. And again, I think all we can hope for is, is somebody who they, you know, they want to get behind being champions. And maybe that's these ladies. So all we can do is hope for better. And this is the one time where I would say where Ted, the hillbilly hill would come in and say, you know, it's good to have the championships on the heels for faces to come chase for him. I think if they play it right where the crowd really can't stand Chelsea and Sonia right now, especially after Sonia called us, what was it? She called us that night. <laughs> Weird mountain people. Weird little mountain people. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't lying. <laughs> hey, fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> there, Heather, I used the F bomb for the day, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> No, it just, I think right now it, this would be the perfect team to use if creative can get their shit together. Heather, did you have any thoughts on them winning the championships? I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really like it because, you know, I like Liv and Raquel, but, but like I was telling um, NWO Machine, like I, they really didn't, like they were just kind of thrown together tag team, you know, didn't, you know, really. I mean, it wasn't like a, like they were just like set tag team. It's just like I said, it just felt kind of thrown together. But like you know, Chelsea and Sonya, they do feel like they are a tag team because they really have been working together and stuff. And like I answered on one of your tweets, you know, I feel like you know, hopefully maybe they can but have a run this time and not like just like use the hot potato thing. Um, because yeah, it is getting to be a bit too much to just keep passing it around, passing it around. So hopefully, you know, they will get to run, have a run for a little bit. But yeah, that's really all I got to say. You're right, sir. You're up to bat. All right. Well, I'll just start off with, I really don't like the way that they did this. Uh, obviously, 
it, it was pointless for them to just slap those titles on Liv and Raquel for that tournament when they were just going to turn around and give it to Chelsea and Sonia. Now, as far as my vestment in the women's tag team, this right here is their last chance for me to care anymore. Good point. I like that. So they better they better do something with this. They better build it or I'm done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for one, it's a long time for Sonya Deville to be rewarded for her in-ring work mm -hmm. and character development. Chelsea Green, who has come back to the WWE after making a name for herself elsewhere, is getting her just due now as well. Yep. If there's a team to rally behind, this is it right now. And if you don't start building this tag team division, I'm sorry, Anytime I see a women's tag team match, and, and as much as I don't like bringing negativity to the wrestling community, this is the one time where I'm going to say I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. I'll stick to watching Impact. I'll stick to watching yeah. New Japan. I'll watch Ring of Honor, even though they don't have women's tag team champions, right? Yeah, and honestly, like that, you're gonna, so you're gonna be done with WWE or just women's tag matches on, on WWE? Just women's. I'm just gonna have a hard time, like Brian, giving a crap about gotcha. the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. I mean, I'm sorry, but I this is the one thing where I say AEW has the advantage with their women's division. I I think they can build a tag team division if Tony Khan. Would give a shit about women's wrestling. I'm oh, sorry. Well, give a shit about rest women's wrestling, but you know he yeah. he has the talent to build. He does have the talent. Proper tag yeah. team there. He can have those titles defended on Ring of Honor or AEW. You know, there's just to me he's got a much better women's division than WWE. So, well, and to your points, John. I mean, you know, tough love is still love, right? Like it doesn't take away from your fandom. They're just you as fans. We know where we want to spend our time and there's so much other better things happening in the ring than what's happening with these titles. It's not where I want to spend my time. So, right. They're, they're literally just, they're literally just a prop. I mean, they literally just show that they're a prop. Like they literally use them as a prop to get, to get, to get live in Rover Kell in the, in the, in the, in the woman's title picture. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Like, like, yeah, I, I like comparison. what William said this to me. This is the last chance. For sure. But by comparison, I consider these tag team titles to basically be the new 24 seven title. Fuck that. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I'm clapping. Night drop. Wow. <laughs> Damn, I think this has been William's. I like this, William. Yeah, yeah. William, just finish that statement with "Tell me when I'm telling lies." Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna struggle with that one. <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> you do like to drink Pepsi, though, right? I'm not big on CM Punk, but, uh, but you <laughs> know sorry. what? I'm Bob, sorry. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish used it first. You can, you know, you can be the Bobby Fish stand. He does like to go fishing, by the way. Oh, wait a minute. Not this year. Oh, yeah. It, like I said, it's so hot that even my outdoorsy ass is not going out. <laughs> even the fish are like, fuck this. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, all right. While we go right to our top five and shout outs, um, I know Brian more than likely is going to say, you don't have a top five, right, Brian? I do not. Okay. Carlos? Um, so my top five is um, I, I'm gonna go with Cody and Brock. I like I like the I like the storyline, especially with with um with Cody's mom being there. I mean, they just totally had me invested the whole time. 
Number four is Chelsea and Sonia. Um, number three for me was the Viking Raiders and Alpha Academy. I really love the I love I love that match, and I I like every time they should do this match like every three months, just bringing that whole setup out. Um, my number two is going to be um, the LWL. The number one is just Judgment Day in general. Oh wow, Heather, do you have a top five? No, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't have time to do one. All good, William. All right. My number five is actually Charlotte Flair. That's the first time that she's ever made it on one of my lists. Uh, number four, Viking Raiders. Number three, Sonia and Chelsea. Uh, number two, Santos Escobar. And number one, I actually did the Fraser and Dragon Lee versus Humberto and Angel. Awesome. But they're number... breaking them up, too. Uh, don't miss around that. <laughs> <laughs> My number five goes to uh, the Viking Raiders finally getting a win in a, their own type of gimmick match. So congrats to them finally. Uh, my number four definitely goes to... Uh, crap, I can't even read it. <laughs> That's bad. No, my number my number four went to Eddie Thorpe. I think he's a rising talent in NXT, and I think he's going to bring us good things here in the future. Once he continues to build on his character, my number three goes to uh, Ray Mysterio getting the victory over three other great individuals who are also deserving of winning that U.S. Invitational. My number two goes to Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green getting the flowers, winning those WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And my number one, sorry, Heather, but Carlos, you should be hugging me for this one goes to dirty Dominic Mysterio, not only winning the North American championship, but he has in his young career had a main event match on raw oh, NXT yep. and stuff. SmackDown. So and raw, right? You say raw too. Yep. All the I same did. Week. Yeah. I mean, how many talent have done that so far that anyone can think of? That's it. It was already. They said it was the first time anyone's ever main evented all three shows in the same week. Exactly. So, congratulations, Dirty Nobinick. And while we go right into shoutouts, Heather, did you have any shoutouts to give? Um, uh, NWM Machine and Bayer from Wish, and then Obey Jess Twenty Five. And speaking of which, any of you who listened to the Welcome to the Shoes show, Heather just recently appeared on that and did a great job showing her love for Roman Reigns. So acknowledge her. <laughs> Carlos, do you have any shout outs? Um, just, I'm uh, just, um, the Sage app network, everyone, then, then, uh, mad scientist, Chris Haas, all the guys helping us, Patrick, um, um, Royce, everyone who's helping us on Twitter with our questions and, and retweeting. Um, and again, just to everyone who's been interacting with us this week, thank you for making it a fun space for us and can help to continue interacting with you guys. Brian? Uh, I kind of just want to mimic what Carlos said because um, ultimately, you know, yeah, everybody that has interacted, um, old followers, new followers, it's just amazing how we can just have these awesome conversations about wrestling and uh, not be offended by it or, you know, just have a great positive experience about it and all the partners over at the Saged Up Network. William, sir? Yeah, I actually want to, I want to give the shout out to 
pretty much all the fans, everybody who does interact with us, like you guys said. But my biggest shout out actually goes to this team. Uh, it's, it's made it so much more interesting. Back when you brought me on and it was just us, there really wasn't that much for opinions going around besides you and me. Yeah. And so now we've got a dynamic that's just so much better. Well, and when you have the Thank same, you. when you have the same opinions echo each other, it kind of makes it a dull segment. But it's been really awesome adding Carlos, Heather, and Brian to the segment because we all have different takes, and this has become a more interesting show. And it definitely shows with the amount of listenership has gone up, and we've been getting some really good rankings on the Good Pods app. Which thank you to many who go there and subscribe to our podcast. Also noticing a bit of an increase with Spotify since we've switched from Lipson to Spotify to podcasters or Spotify for podcasters. My apologies. We've have definitely grown on that platform as well. So definitely uh, a big thank you to everybody who does tune in and listen to us. Cause you know, there's thousands of wrestling podcasts out there, but also want to say thanks to uh, Ryan and Carlos for announcing it. We have also joined. Sorry. No, you're good. Sorry, spoiler. Oh, no, you didn't spoil it, but that, because it, we've been mentioned on many of the other uh, Twitter space programs. We've the Wrestling Fans Insight and the pro, Fans of Pro Wrestling is now a part of the Sage Dub Network. And a big thank you to Sage Alvarez for helping us build our Twitter algorithms and getting our uh, getting our podcast and Twitter space heard out there so without his help we'd probably be smaller than what we are now <laughs> but no our interactions and engagement with fellow wrestling fans are getting better and we appreciate sage and everybody that's a part of the sage up network thank you for your help as well and let's get right into it a big thank you to Streamyard and spotify for podcasters on becoming our newest platform and home to creating the and hosting the latest episodes of the Wrestling Fans Insight. They've made it possible to listen to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Good Pods, and more. If you happen to like our show, we would appreciate a five-star review, and if possible, leave us a review for us to read on the air for our future recordings. Feel free to go to our website, www.wrestlingfansinsight.com, spelled I-N-C-I-T-E, .com, and subscribe to get notified of our latest releases. You will also find our links to our show on your favorite listening platform. You can interact with us in many ways. We have a Facebook group called The Fans of Pro Wrestling, or on Twitter. My handle is at William Hoppy 8 John? Yes, you can reach me on the main podcast account at WF Insight Podcast. Heather? It's, uh, mine is at Bama Girl underscore the number four underscore uh, underscore EVA. Bama Girl forever. Uh, roll Tide, bitches. <laughs> oh, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> A minor at uh, C to the LOS 77, also at Conquer the No, and then on, on uh, Instagram, Rainbow Goodness underscore. Yeah. Yeah, Brian. At the Brian Adkins. Awesome. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back on Tuesday, July 25th for Tuesday Night Chaos with some of our hot topics from AEW's programming. 
please be safe, be kind, and until next time, folks, keep being awesome. We'll see you Tuesday. <laughs>